We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy. Welcome to Light Years, Andy. We got a special guest here. Uh, the uh, cannot wait. The um, the mercurial, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> mischievous Ethan <laughs> Sherwood Strauss from yeah. uh, the House of Strauss. You know, uh, Bob Myers just getting put on blast all the time. Uh, we had an in-season tournament. I'm like, who better to have this conversation with than mm. Ethan? The man who's the man who's been on every side of the Warriors, you know, on the on the up, on the back, you know, just, you know, just looking at every angle. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I'm always happy to talk to you guys. I'm thinking about who, if we were doing Madden ratings of media people for for mischief, you know, Ooh. I feel like I feel like Grant Cohn would be a 97. Yeah. You know, he would yeah. be up there. Different style, um, different different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. different it's like, game. It's, it's like it's like it's like comparing a, a pocket passer to a to yeah. an RPO running quarterback. You know, we, we can't. It's it's apples I mean, to oranges. St- st- would Stephen A. be ninety nine mischief? I feel like he's very mischievous. I think yeah. he's up there. Andy, I don't know if Andy considers himself media, but he would be ninety nine mischief. I think that's clear. Hey, back in the day, I was pretty chill doing media. Though mm-hmm. you got to remember, I was pretty pretty chill in the in the rooms. You know, I was a good dude. Good dude. Mm-hmm. Good journalism. It, it, Indeed, indeed. I see my article is there, the in-season tournament, another streaming flop. I'm going to sell it better than Adam Silver did when he was on the Pat oh McAfee show and looked like he was trying to pass oh. a kidney stone while McAfee was trying to pump it up. <laughs> that was a 26-minute interview, boys. That was that was a lot. Was it really? Through. I didn't watch the whole thing. Like, Nobody... I hate to say it, but how many, how many interviews do you consume in like four different social clips you're like yeah i saw enough that's enough yeah well and that's that's a, up there yeah no i i would not do it where there was there's just this feeling of due diligence if i'm going to talk about what happened then i have to actually um i have to watch the whole thing but i looked at it and i went 26 minutes i mean this is this is crazy these two personalities that could not be more uh different uh colliding for 26 minutes pat mcafee and adam silver and in a way, it was just funny because McAfee was wearing an NBA Cup uh, shirt 
or I guess in his case, it's uh, what do you call it? You don't call them a wife beater these days. You call it a what, what's the word I'm looking for for a very basic term that I can't even remember. Because I, yeah, I, a tank top, a tank top. I just so rarely wear. <laughs> I, I sure it might have been a regular NBA cup shirt. I don't have the best visual memory, which might be why I'm out of the uh, NBA uh, NBA commentary business. Anyway. Yeah, it was funny because McAfee's wearing the NBA Cup shirt. I don't think McAfee has ever really talked about this at all. Uh, I could be wrong. Definitely not. There was this funny thing about the way this is getting deep into it before we get more big picture. I think something I didn't mention in the article is that ESPN was a problem for the NBA when it came to promoting this thing because they have so much on the calendar and they have a rule over there now where they don't tell you, and maybe you guys in the chat have noticed this, but ESPN, when you go to ESPN.com, they don't just tell you about what the biggest sporting event happening is. They tell you about what is on ESPN. So this is what the NBA ran into. Their first in-season game, I think, was on TNT, and they had the NHL just plastered across ESPN. And we might say ESPN is not what it was, but it is a powerful signal to the normie that something big is happening. And when you're trying to get something new off the ground, it's not so it's not so great to be shut out. So it was funny to just whiplash from ESPN pretending that this thing didn't exist for a couple of days because those elimination games were on Turner to oh, I'm Pat McAfee and I'm wearing the NBA <laughs> Cup. It isn't this great, Adam. This whole you know this whole this whole NBA tournament thing. People saying you're a genius. Your victory lap. Oh, and, and Silver just <laughs> when so let me talk about it he he just talked about how the players care and that's the only way to judge whether it's going well anyway that is uh that was i, I will i will set the stage i will set the stage um yeah. because, Do than I did. because well well because it's not you know when i say that an in-season tournament that i feel uh like it's getting hyped up but not many people watch it i don't really have the numbers or, or, or really the stuff to back it up ethan you wrote an entire piece today talking yeah. about why the in-season tournament you think is a flop based on certain things and it doesn't feel that way online, but you disagree. I think that's kind of, that's the premise, right? Yeah. The flashpoint for us, I think might just be that game between the Pacers and the, uh, it was the Pacers against Bucks. 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 Yeah. The Pacers against the, no, 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 no. Actually, the flashpoint would be the Pacers against the Celtics. Sorry for oh, yeah, speaking. Okay, okay. So much hot and heavy action in that. That was a better game. All be uh, it was a better game. And because it was a better game, I remember being online and you would have thought this was the Super Bowl times the World Cup. It was just, oh, my God, this is amazing. Silver's a genius. This is incredible. And you come out of there, you come out of that bubble thinking, oh, my God, this is really hitting. And then you get the ratings, then you get the viewership, and it's Bengals-Jaguars in a battle of backup quarterbacks, 16 million people, Celtics-Pacers, 1 million people. And later on in the night, Pelicans-Kings, 741,000. So you're you're really dealing with a Twitter versus real-life situation. And yes, the uh, the NFL is king, obviously, but... There's something here, uh, which is your return on investment, how much you're putting into it, what are your expectations? I feel as though the broader NBA media never really outlined that. Whenever they get a morsel of it's more viewership here, they run with it, they trumpet it, but nobody ever outlined 
Well, by how much more? You know, with everything they're putting into it. I mean, they spent seven figures just redesigning the goofy courts. And I just feel like I'm in I like, a I like sort the of courts. I'm not gonna lie. I actually don't dislike the courts. I kind of like the <laughs> courts, but you know, it's it's funny that that's the thing. That's the only thing that people feel permitted to criticize. I I I just look at it. I go big picture. I go this way with it. I don't want to be the NBA hater. I feel what I'm dealing with is this issue where the NBA media. No, no, seriously, seriously. I mean, it's profitable. It's lucrative to a certain extent. But part of the issue is that in NBA media, it's 100% approval for everything in the silver era. And I want there to be a diversity of opinion. I want people going, hey, I think this is genius. Hey, I think this doesn't work. And when I see something like the in-season tournament and I see all the investment they put into it, and I don't see the viewership returns. And by the way, that was the point. So anybody's saying, oh, the basketball so, so let me, is good. Let know. me ask you. So I agree yeah. with you there. My pushback yes. to you is, is this. Are you premature by a day or two? Because this entire tournament is based off of the idea that ratings will come when people understand over time. So in theory, mm. the finals should be the thing we care about. If the finals are good, uh, if people start tuning into it and they're like, you know, like, I'm not surprised that a group round game, which like is a confusing concept in, um, you know, November 15th, where Draymond's choking out Rudy Gobert and Andy and I are cheering on, uh, you know, like, I'm not surprised it doesn't get better than regular season ratings. Do you feel like you need to see what the finals ratings are to make an actual determination of whether this was a successful endeavor i guess I, I whatever you want to call it like i mean if it if it comes back tuesday and it was 20 million people then we will go back and we will reassess i mean if sure. you can put up something that looks like a college football championship then we're in a different ballpark but i don't think we're going to be there based on what, what the college basketball what do college basketball championships do or do you know off the top I, of your head well a great final four game will get you in the 12 million 13 million uh final a great you know, uh, NCAA championship will get you more in that but, 20 but million neighborhood. That's, that's not the bar. The bar is what? Um, an NBA playoff no. game? Uh, Christmas game? Like, I mean, it? I guess, but you're not talking about that much in the grand scheme. I mean, think of all they've done for this. Think of the Michael Imperioli advertisement, the LL Cool J music video, the logistics of shifting the entire league to, uh, you know, around this. There were no games today, by the way, because they cleared out the schedule. And on Saturday, there was only one game. So ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, yeah, like maybe you'll get a number. I mean, I could see it being four mil and I could see it being five mil. And if it's over five, then that's really good. Number one, that's highly dependent on it being the Lakers, um, which is the leading brand along with the Warriors. So that's number one. Um, and number two, that's one out of 67 games. And I don't see this mattering more next year. And there's a very basic reason for that. There's no reason for it to matter. I mean, this is where I feel like I'm losing my mind. I know it's not the biggest deal in the world. I know that, hey, it's just basketball. It's not worth tearing your hair out over it. But to me, it's so... It's just, it would have been so easy to tether this to the regular season. 
come up with something like what if it gives your team five victories i don't know like come up with something and then you can say to the fan hey why should i watch this when i was at a white elephant party last night i need to explain you know why, why should you watch this i go well they're gonna get 10 games in the standings or something but the reason i think is a little too emblematic Loot. of the silver era and the nba yep. which is yep. $500,000 for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I mean, that's, that's the, like we give a the, fuck. the worst, <laughs> the worst part of it is watching them be asked, what are you going to do with the money? I, like I, it's so cringe. There are so many people oh. out there and I don't want to be like that, but there are so many people out there that can't even, I, bro, Chipotle bowl costs $16, man. I don't give a, I don't give a crap what AD's doing with five hundred thousand dollars in Vegas. The dude makes fifty million a year. What are, my, what are we doing here? My favorite. This is my thing. My Why is nobody is, nobody criticizes this? It's crazy. This is so dumb. My my favorite part feels like think of the guys on the back of the bench. I'm like the guys making one point two million. Like <laughs> that's still like what you know. Like I get it. They don't make uh, LeBron James money, so like theoretically they have to get a job when they're out of the NBA. But like, like the rest of come on, man. I mean, that's <laughs> how many people do you know who make that much? Like, dude, you know, Adam you know? Silver got dragged for comparing himself to Henry Kissinger. I found it way more offensive when he was asked how this would all be measured. And he said it will be measured in terms of the enthusiasm of the players. Will they take it seriously? Will they compete? Will they play as opposed to load management in these regular season games? Will they care about winning? It's like, what? what is... So, I just don't... I don't understand how all this goes. Absence... I do understand. It's because a bunch of people dogpile you, like Nick Friedle, when he said the league wants the Lakers to uh, to, to win this thing. Um, but yeah, it's... But it, to me, it's just... It, I'm Okay, I'll go off on one tangent. I'm, I'm monologuing too much, but uh, I, I want to say one thing about this generally because I uh, Grant Cohn, the aforementioned Grant Cohn, I don't agree with every Grant take. Uh, I didn't agree with everything he said about Brock Purdy, but I like that he has this phrase quality control that he uses when he talks about the Niners. I think there's some truth to that. One of the reasons it's worth talking about this is because that which isn't criticized is often never improved. And if the entire media response all the time is the clap like seals, whenever they pull another goofy gimmick out of their hat, um, then that's not really the proper response, the proper A-B testing to say, hey, you got to actually make this make sense. This didn't make sense, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't have anything bad. My, my my when this first came out to me, it felt like a a thing conjured up out of nowhere just to get people to try. And I guess I mean I guess they're happy about that. I, I think maybe if I were to follow, I mean, right? That's I mean, Silver said it. If I were to follow Sam's line, uh, maybe long term guys care more. Maybe the, this becomes sort of a thing. But I mean, deep down, to me, it's none of this stuff is really relatable i guess yeah. it's it's nice to see people try we'll say that like the games were better but the thing is <clears throat> people are already watching those games the people that really yeah. really care about this are already watching it how do you get the people that aren't care that don't care to watch this and then on top of that to me it's what is the point of this right because you're saying it's it's to get viewership is that is that is that the whole yeah. point is that truly That's the, the whole point then that's then the whole point that's why it's so annoying when you talk about this stuff the quality people, of the game it's viewers well, it's like yeah people the it's this this weird thing where the nba 
I think for some complicated reasons, has a lot of please like my sportism to it. Um, That's where, every sport other than the NFL, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they're <laughs> on top, I guess. Yeah, the hockey guys are like that. Soccer fans are like baseball. That. Baseball. Yeah. Just, the entire uh, well, baseball isn't broken. See, oh, the boy. Dodgers paid oh, 700 boy. mil for Otani. Oh, I'm sitting there. I'm going like, okay, but let's. Well, baseball. Shock pitch clock was was good though. By the way, I, that I, was okay. that was objectively pitch good. Was you really bring good. up a good point the, though. You br- you bring up a good point it. though because yeah. all of these leagues you talk about have different flavors of the same problem. Sure, and that's too many games. It's we live in an events world now. There's so much noise that you need a signal to cut across it. So you need events. You need a UFC fight. You need an NFL Sunday game, and the leagues that have tons of games. They just get lost in the shuffle. So we can say, hey, baseball is too slow. We can say basketball, the players don't care enough, load management, culture, politics, whatever, whatever. Uh, soccer, I don't know. I, who knows? That's a I whole mean, different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hockey, I meant to say, not soccer. Yeah. Uh, hockey, uh, it's a Canadian sport, whatever you want to say. But they, games, all, yeah. they, they all have the same problem. So I look at it as, Hey, no risk, no reward. The NBA tried to do this TED Talk thing of, hey, if we put some glitz and some glamour and we put it in Vegas and we say the players care, we won't have to do the hard thing and just shorten the season, regularize the games, maybe have it be 44 games. And they're all on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So everybody knows whatever, whatever your preferred method, they don't want to take the risk of that might not work. And they've given up all this gate revenue and all this you know, other kinds of RSN revenue, but I think that's what they should do. And rather than do the hard thing, they just try to reshuffle the deck chairs and say, we're going to sell off a part of the in-season tournament to some tech company. It's like, why would they care? Why do they want to buy something that's going to get them like a million viewers on a Monday night? You bring up Netflix, right? You bring up Netflix as as one that doesn't care about the in-season tournament, which to me is interesting because it's not like Netflix is known for being this great quality giant. of. It's not like they bring you great material. So if Netflix is saying... Um, I like like the Adam Sandler movies. Excuse me. I do. Uh, Netflix churns out quantity. They don't churn out quality. So them... Them and I know. Hopefully, I'm not like giving away too much of the thunder, Ethan. But like them saying no yeah. to to the documentary of the in season tournament. That was amazing. That's that's pretty funny. I didn't actually see it until I saw the link. I thought, well, that was this whole sequence where I I was hearing those whispers too, where they're making this in season tournament so a big streamer can have a docu series around it, and then. It came out in the Sports Business Journal and some other publications that Netflix is interested in doing a docu series, and then Lucas Shaw who's a very plugged in entertainment reporter at Bloomberg said, no, they're not. They, they don't care. I mean, I mean, the reality is all, all of the sports have to consider remaking their entire business model in certain ways. Right. Like it, it's just yep. kind of like it, the RSN model is dying. So, what is the best way to make the NBA or MLB or NHL uh, a lucrative business that fans love, but that also works for everyone involved with it? So, this is the way I look at this is you may have been a little harsh for me, but I appreciate literally taking anything other than like the uh, how look how great the tournament was, you know, view like oh my god. Well, it's I don't understand. There were some good games, but I don't understand how it's like 
so it's fun, but it's just like there were blowouts at the end, and everyone's talking about how great it all is. I just again, I just feel like I'm I I I feel like I'm in an alternate universe sometimes, and it, it's just I, I I don't feel like I'm overly critical. I think this is directionally correct by the NBA. If we're gonna give some some praise, they need events over inventory. Yeah. This was a recognition of that. This the was idea, a recognition. The, I, I get the idea. The idea is how can we make there be these like inflection points in the season that make people tune in as opposed to yeah. like slog, 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 you know, that sort of yeah. thing. It's like in-season just, tournament, get, Christmas, all-star break. I, maybe I'm I on the spectrum. I, I, don't, I don't know, but could somebody just explain what does it mean that the Lakers won this? Can someone just explain that to me? I asked LeBron's that question. One, one ring closer to Jordan. That's what it means. I, just does We're going to make up they, a new they, tournament to get him the sixth. They they beat terrible teams on the way to it, and the team they were going against was the Indiana Pacers, and I just don't, like, does it mean they were the best team of the winter? Like, wh- what is it? You ask these questions, and somebody says, I saw some NBA media person going, oh, you know, I'm a soccer fan. Trust me, you'll... You'll just enjoy all these different cups and things that have nothing to do with the main thing. And yada. it's like, no, I'm American. It doesn't work that way. It's a very, it's well, a very of, fat TV it's also schedule. Like there, there's history to those sort of things. Right. So yeah, that's, that's well, like, maybe that's, that's different... maybe that's the point. They're like, trust me, Ethan, 30 years from now, you'll remember the first in season tournament. Here's no, you, 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 years will happen. This thing will matter less next year than it mattered this year. So when I hear people huh? say, I, when I hear people go like, this is just year one, I go, yeah, and the play-in tournament or the play-in games for the playoffs was a bigger deal in year one than it was later on. Now, people can debate whether or not that was a good reform. I think there are like good one. Yeah. arguments on both sides of that. Um, but I think what I would say is this. The in-season tournament is not doomed. It is not doomed. It just needs to be successfully tethered to the regular season. If you can give people a reason to tune in and have it benefit their team in the regular season, then it makes sense. But if we're all just going to applaud this and say that we're just going to cheer every year when a tournament is won that gets the players $500,000, that means nothing, and then the stats don't mean anything for the year, I, I don't really see that working. I love, and it seems I love like an Anthony obvious observation. best games not counting in the stat book. It's great. <laughs> there is no better player in made-up NBA competitions than Anthony Davis. It's 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 actually it's actually kind of hilarious. Like in the bubble, he looked like the best version of Anthony Davis for an extended period of time, and um, in Vegas in the finals, like I mean, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. Like he's he's great, right? And he's kind of up and down in terms of like high end impact. And yeah. his two greatest career moments are the bubble, which everyone kind of makes fun of, and the yeah, in sort of, and the in season tournament finals. Both times he did stuff that no one can do, and it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of hilarious. That's kind of a great way to describe yeah. him as a player. So it, here, here's a question: Is the bubble championship a real championship? No, we we don't count it. We we do not count yeah, it. Yeah, it's not. It's, no. I'm willing to give credence to the idea it's, that it's different, but you know, if it's too bad, if this Lakers team's only success is winning these weird, like Adam silver create, like win a real one, win a real one Lakers. That's all I'm saying. Like 
yeah. they're the two things that they've won in the LeBron AD era are the bubble and the in-season tournament. <laughs> it's you know, mm. I'm not saying that they aren't a very good team and they're not a scary team when they're really rolling and they haven't like done certain things that are good, but like we're gonna walk away from this era being like, yeah, you guys haven't really won one since Kobe and Powell played. I mean, well, I guess pretty- it counts. <laughs> It counts technically. It's in the rafter. It is a championship. It's just one of these things where, I mean, look, you didn't have to travel. There was no road crowd. It was an open gym. It's tough because they have a good case to have been the best team that season. And you could argue that they would have won it had it been a real postseason. But I'm sorry. I mean, that that was. But do you buy Anthony Davis shoots the way he does in a road gym? No, no, hell hell no. Of course, hell no. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, LeBron, it's like, all right, man, I I can buy he he could do anything because he's proven it over time. But the rest of them, I think it's I think it's hilariously (laughs) on brand that the L.A. baseball team also uh, win 120 games every year. And then and then also won a fake championship. This is the cope you need right now. This is I mean, you brought it up. I was never going to that baseball. It's funny. I think it's I'll defend that baseball team. I feel like that baseball team is legit good. And this is, you know, again, always are. But it's just they always lose. Isn't the same? Isn't the same thing? It's like uh, it's not that the Lakers weren't good. It's not that the Dodgers weren't good. It's that that it's a war of attrition. Right. Yeah. And do you buy that they would have been able to get through the whole thing? Well, history shows that they have never, <laughs> have, they have never done it, except which is, I think, I is think interesting. Baseball is a cruel. That, that's one of these where when an NBA team wins the championship, they're almost always the best team. Right. We, we had, what did right. we have this time? We had the Rangers versus the Diamondbacks. I mean, right. that's the issue for baseball that they got to address. Again, all of these inventory sports have their own flavor of problem. Although hockey also has this issue. I'll stop it's talking though, because I'll probably offend some, some Giants fan, some San Francisco Giants fans if we talk about I mean, the randomness of the postseason. But you know, yeah. uh, oh, those are good times. The, the, well, the thing the thing about it is, and I've always admitted this, is they won three times, and each time it felt like, oh, are they like the fifth best <laughs> team? But then you win it one time, it's like you're you're fine, right? You win it first time, it's like fine. It doesn't matter. It's baseball. Then they win it again, and you're like. Shit, they might be really good. Then they win it again, and you're the, like, "Wow!" Yeah. The third one was—I the- gotta take. Yeah, Bruce Bochy winning it this last time validated it. I mean, yeah. that guy—that yes. guy's got the touch. That's that's LeBron he winning also, it for Cleveland. <laughs> he also just how much angrier are Giants fans because he did it. Just it just invalidates oh. everything oh. they've done post. Well, I, I'm I for for me, I, I'm pretty happy for him. It, it was never gonna work. With it, you know this as a Farhan. Uh, sure. I'm speaking to Sam, like as as someone that oh. has, I only known Farhan since he's been on the Giants. But like Farhan was never gonna, like they were never. No, but, but, does it, but does it not make you just second guess everything about Farhan and like? Sure. Is this? It, it just. I mean, I've it, been doing that the last few years. That's it's for sure. it's it's oh, just Giants like, it's twist, It's twisting the knife. Yeah. As no, 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 you, no you knife like twist it, harder though. than what just happened. No, no. Giants Giants fans like it because then they they like, like being able because they're they're disenchanted with the team, so they liked when Bochi won, so they can just point and go. You see, you see, you that, see. That's fair. Like, that's I feel, fair. Yeah. That's I mean, true. I think there's speaking that to it. speaking of uh, disenchanted Ooh. with the team Ooh. and looking for pain. I can't really defend it. It was a mistake. It's a mistake. I screwed up. Major mistake.
Oh my god. Oh Bob. Um th- we played the other sound on Thursday's pod or I guess Friday's pod. Um and Bob Myers just on the apology tour. Yeah. Tyrese Halpern obviously having his coming out party for those mm-hmm. of us who are into the in-season tournament. Not mm-hmm. quite the same as the playoffs, but that I'm the way he's playing, yeah. that's coming too. Uh excellent player. It, it it feels like, you know, it's it's his moment in some ways as like the up and coming young player. Uh, and you were you were around the team in 2020. They let everyone know how much they liked Tyrese Halbert. Now I, yeah. I get not taking him number two overall, but that doesn't matter. It's, you like the guy, sucked. and you look at it three years later. The guy you yeah. took is the fifth stringer in Detroit, and he's probably not going to be an NBA player in two years. He'll probably get a flyer yeah. deal from someone. He's gone. Meanwhile, this guy. I don't know if he'll ever be as good as Steph, but it reminds me of a Steph Curry type of rise where you're just like, oh, they got they got a dude to build around, that sort of thing. So yeah. Well, I mean, it just sucks. I don't blame them because my draft analysis was garbage too. It was a very weird year to try to figure out who would be good. It ended early. Uh, you didn't every guy probably had their development disrupted to a certain extent. And so you were almost trying to analyze with blinders. Um, when I saw Halliburton, as I watched every single, I think I watched every play that Halliburton had at Iowa State, and he was not that's, good that's, in the pick and roll. That's pandemic boredom, by the way. That's it was. It was we were getting blood from a stone. That's what broke me. That's why I quit. That's why I opened up my own <laughs> shop. I got broken by that it's whole experience. Syn- um, synergy, uh, just uh, removed from humanity for eight months. Yes, it was. It was bad. Uh, so he was, you know, you see a lot of what you see now. He he just understands the game, but he just didn't seem to have the skill level to just run a pick and roll. A lot of what he was doing was kind of off the ball. Um, and so you didn't know that you would be able to build around him, but it was interesting. Him and the infamous Killian Hayes were both guys who had really good looking stats. And that would have been a reason to go against the conventional wisdom with Hayes. It would not have worked out well Uh, with Halliburton. Obviously it's worked out great, except the Sacramento Kings traded him and their fans, speaking of coping, continue to try to make up some reasoning or rash, you know, rationale where their point guard wouldn't have flourished. We're going to get to the second round three years in a row. This is great. Yeah. No, you you guys just clearly missed your window to be a championship contending team. That's Correct. what all, that's what happened. I mean that that is what happened. I'm not too critical of it because you can predict the future. But here's what I will say: it's painful to watch Bob say that, but I don't blame him for the pick. I think he's way better on television than I ever thought he would be. That's the next uh, fluff and Bob. And then third, I would say that it's actually a worse outcome in terms of you should have known better for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, than it is for the Golden State Warriors. Um, but if I'm adding a fourth, I would go, I look at it all with chagrin and some pain on behalf of Warriors fans because you do need a thing or two to go right to extend that window. And they just turned up snake eyes on a couple of those chances. And now they're at where they're at. The 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 one that's more, pain, more realistically painful uh, is the Lamella one. And it just never felt like that was even a question, right? Like that was not yeah. even part of the equation that I don't think we even heard whispers about going to golden state. That's how much of a, uh, non, uh, uh, how much of a non-factor he was on the board, which is 
I mean, I didn't really enjoy watching him when I watched him, uh, but I'm not a scout or anything like that, so I, I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about. I just I didn't really enjoy it. But no. I'm, they scouted him, and they never had him close to anything. Now, that might have been a personality-slash-dad thing, so whatever. But I always felt like that's a little more obvious. With Halliburton, it's like, well, he went late. With Lamelo, it's like, oh, can you imagine this team? Oh, that oh, they would have been under pressure with a Halliburton pick. That would have been like, whoa, yeah. you guys really took yep. a swing right there. This had better work out. And you know, what are you going to do? I think that is the hardest. That's the hardest draft was the uh, the pandemic draft. And it's uh, why do you, not why do you give them yeah. why do you give them an excuse on it? I guess that's that's my question. Not in the sense of, um. Because he won a championship. Getting, <laughs> That's why I give him an excuse to, to on it. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I, but let, let, let me let me frame let me frame this correctly. Okay. I don't give yeah. them a hard time for taking Kuminga over Franz Wagner. Franz is a better player. He's probably going to have a better career the whole way through. But Kuminga is probably going to be an NBA player for an extended period of time. It's going to be one of those things where you took a good player, but you didn't take the best player available to you at that pick. They mm. took a guy who won't be in the league. They took Darko Milicic. They took Hashim the beat. Like yeah. there's a lot of scenarios where to your point, figuring out how Burton was the hidden gem. I'm not going to hold against them. Not being able to get on base. I will hold against them. Like none mm. of the picks here. And this is where I'm sitting here and I'm going, I don't really care that it was COVID. I feel like that plays to your favor. You had nine fucking months to scout these guys, to do all your due diligence, to figure out who can potentially play and who can't. And I just, I cannot stress this enough. He will not be in the NBA in a year. No, I think you're totally right. But after that first, you know, couple weeks of Wiseman, his status was through the roof. Uh, he had that coast to coast, what was it a behind the back? Um, you On know, the incredible Detroit play. Pistons. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So there were flashes right there just when he did get to the league that if you were an optimistic person would have you singing his praises. Now, they have more information than we had, and I guess that is a good justification for why you could be critical of it. I'm just not so critical because there was so much going on, um, and I just look at it more as an unfortunate outcome because again, they needed to hit right there. They needed to hit. They needed to hit on him or Kaminga. They could have hit on both. They could have hit both draft picks, and we're having a very different conversation about sure. the team if that had but happened. I mean, the chat's asking, and I want to ask you: Are we sure Wiseman wasn't a Joe Lacob pick? I, I'm sure we would have heard whispers if that were the case. I think that Bob has always liked size. I actually think Bob and Joe have a lot in common with how they see the sorts of players that they want on the team. Um, and I don't think that this was any situation where Bob was overruled. I think this was a pick they were comfortable with. Um, I think they were impressed by a guy who looked like a young David Robinson. Um, and it went how it went. You know, I, I agree with the negative assessment that Sam has of his game. It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear they should have just let Sleepy Steve make the pick. Cause now that guy, <laughs> that guy, you would have picked Wiseman. 
<laughs> you would have picked wise. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have Steph give Kirk make the give pick. Give Kirk the controller. Yeah, give Kirk the pick. Yeah, yeah. give Kirk the controller. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going to talk football? By the way, are we going to talk football at all? I, I, I was right now. We're getting there. I was teased. How do the goons feel about that? Are they, do they hate that? You know, I know you got people from Australia who like the show, and, you know, they might get mad about it. You, know, you tell me. You know, they're gonna deal because we don't care. Um, I was gonna say I just talk. I talk we're American. <laughs> we don't do NBA Cup. God damn it, we do football. I yeah, think the reality is everyone knows that Andy and I are both from the Bay Area, and while ninety percent of the show is the Warriors, we're gonna delve into a little Giants and mm. Niners. And come on, let's be honest. Oh. The Niners are the only no. I don't not. say the, the Giants. The Niners. People don't care about the Giants. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, I was saying, I was saying we're gonna yeah. delve into both, but like the. Uh, the Niners are the one that's actually entertaining at this moment. Let's play this yes. right quick because this is a great transition here. Our guy, uh, Rob, came in oh. with the audio. Uh, we both started both as freshmen. And, uh, you know, he, I, somebody I can really call a friend and uh, see what he's doing and succeeding the way he is. That, that, that That's really cool to see, especially uh, being from Iowa State, where it's not a school that's expected to have this, this much success that, at the professional level in any sport, you know what I mean? So uh, it's cool to see my brother do well. Interesting. Should the Warriors only draft Iowa State players going forward? Your thoughts? No. Clearly. <laughs> uh, it, it, is it? I mean, the similarities not super strong because, like, ultimately he went in the lottery. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, he was overlooked no. in terms of superstar potential. But, like, I think everyone felt Tyrese Halliburton looked like a guy who could be an NBA player. Yes. Whereas yes. Brock Purdy... <laughs> you know, seventh rounder, but it, d- don't they both speak to this? How uh, how much people fall in love with physical tools, and how much people yeah. fall oh, in yeah. love with certain yeah. highlights in yeah. terms of drafting? Um, because Tyrese Halliburton, I remember you, Ethan. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Confident he could play, not really buying that they're star up. Like I'm not gonna blame the Warriors yeah. for not taking him top five. He doesn't look like he looks like he could be Sean Livingston. You know, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're not drafting the next Steph Curry. You're drafting the next uh, great glue guy type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it does speak to it. I'm fascinated by what uh, Willard from Willard and Dibs is called draftism. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that he coined that, that when a guy is drafted late, then it's held against him and it takes a long time for people to adjust frame. Uh, Draymond is certainly somebody that we've seen that with where there's Classic. just this refusal to believe he's as good as he is. And with the draft is, and that's when you hear the hypotheticals, right? If Draymond, you know, went to this team or that team or <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I think it's so ironic because Dr- Draymond needed to crash the gates. He wasn't just given a role on the dynasty warriors. He helped build it from the bottom and demanded playing time because he so obviously Contributed to uh, contributed to winning whenever he was in the game, and I think you see a lot of that same conversation around Brock Purdy. Um, it's weird because I'm not somebody who says, "Oh, Brock needs to win the MVP. He he should win the MVP." It's nothing crazy. It's just it's clear to me that he's good. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. really what it is, and yeah. it's a it's a strange it's a strange conversation when you see people shift the goalposts and um, they come up with holes in it that don't really make a lot of sense to me. Put put anyone, put anyone there. It's like, no, no, we literally watched anyone 
<laughs> yeah, yeah we literally have watched it yeah <laughs> we've we, watched we, we've watched that yeah no he and he's clearly he benefits from guys being good but sometimes guys being good uh can almost take away from your stats as quarterback i watched drew Brees play with ladanian tomlinson and then i watched drew Brees after tomlinson and breeze threw the ball a lot more and brock is know, drew Brees. they are the same well, yeah. it's the same quarterback it's amazing. And McCaffrey, McCaffrey is clearly white Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> I mean, it is. These, these comparisons are all think, right there I think for you. I think that's closer than the two as a quarterback, but I don't hate it. No, they, they, they are. They are. They, they both have weak arms. They have elite feel for the game. They make great throws based on anticipation. Brock can run around more just because it's 2023. Yeah. Every quarterback can run around more. And they mm-hmm. both have a great offensive coordinator. It is literally that they're both undersized. Um, I think heightism, you talk about draftism. I think heightism is definitely a thing. Like Steph yeah. gets put in hypotheticals because Steph's 6'3. Like that's pretty obvious. He did for a saying. while. Yeah. yeah. After I mean, a now, while, I mean, now, it, yeah. it only yeah. took a decade of being <laughs> yeah. one of the three yeah. best players in the league for Nick. <laughs> Tip for people to be like, okay, maybe, maybe he's okay. But like, it, it but took until the formal, fourth championship, right? Because yeah. it's like people yeah. always talk about how Katie's better than Steph. It's never been the case. Like, Steph has always yeah. been better than him. Always been better. No, than him. I, that's yeah. There's heightism as well. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of isms heightism. out there. Uh, the one, actually, you'll appreciate this one. <laughs> I threw up. Uh, I, I said, um, heightism. Would oh, you agree? Like, would you agree that? Tyrese Halberton is a better basketball player than Anthony Edwards. I I agree. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Edwards is cooler, you know, if I'm trying <laughs> sure. to sell a sneaker. <laughs> if you're trying to Anthony win a Edwards game, is cool. if you're trying to win a game, who would you rather build around? Halliburton. But sure. but Edwards is is undeniably cool. Um and, yeah, and, and I think... I'm willing to I'm also willing to acknowledge like it's still probably early to make that assessment. But yeah. yeah. There's plenty yeah, of people that what, would take Edwards, though. There's plenty of people. I threw, I, I I threw still, the uh, poll out there, and I just got just shit all over for saying Halliburton yeah. was the better basketball Whoa. player. And it was like yeah, a, you should a, try. It was, it was like a two to one. Like, are you kidding me? And so much better. Wow. Blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there. I'm going like, I get it. And he may be. But yeah, it does feel like more athletic, better draft stock. Looks the part. Looks it, the it, part it, is the one. It's, Russell it's, Westbrook it's, versus Steph. That was yeah, the big it's, one. It's right? the um the money ball. It's, it's, you know, this is the kind of guy yeah. who walks into a well, room. I, you know, <laughs> I I like thinking about those market inefficiencies and with with bringing it back to Purdy. The thing mm-hmm. that's interesting to me about him um is that he so rarely makes the wrong decision. He had a pick today where he. You don't know if they miscommunicate, but he probably led Ayuk too much. Uh, it was probably a miss, but the decision was correct, right? He It's a pick because the throw was off, but the decision is correct. I think that's something that you don't always take into account, that if we think about it like Moneyball, if you repeatedly make the correct decision, it's going to go your way, even if you have these limitations that we mentioned. And that's something that's not so observable whether it's basketball or football is the capacity to continue to make the right choice and the right read. What can we see? We can see how big you are. We can see how athletic you are. These are the things that that we can see. And that's how and why you've got a situation where maybe it takes a while for a guy to gain credibility on the basis of his production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's just, it, it's, you look at the guy too. I mean, whichever one you could talk about Halliburton or Pur- Purdy. You look at the guy and you're just like, I, 
Is mm. is Brock is Brock Purdy look like a quarterback to you? Does he look like an alpha quarterback no. to you? You know what no. I mean? Like he's certain the, uh, there's no shot. Um, I don't know. Uh, no. but he's he, he's he's someone that I think with basketball it's more obvious. Just with football, I can't. I don't really know what I'm watching. I don't really know football yeah. like that. Uh, and you can't see the whole field in football. Um, but you can tell that he has elite feel. Like he knows where guys should be. Uh, versus when we watched anybody else. I mean, even you watch some of these great quarterbacks, you watch even like a Lamar Jackson or I'm watching Jalen Hurts. Sometimes they don't have, sometimes they don't have this great overrated, dude. But it doesn't matter for them because they can run, they have big arms, right? Like it just, that stuff is more than good enough. I mean, Jalen Hurts had 400 Uh, yards and four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. They win thirteen I, games of Jimmy. They, he had look look what he did in the Super Bowl. That's not something that you could say someone is not that great. Like when I see that being done in the Super Bowl, that's more than enough to say he's a very good. Well, the, the Hurts thing, the Hurts thing is interesting because Bosa put him on fraud watch basically, and uh, Tyrod, you know, Tyrod Taylor. You, yeah, we we, <laughs> we will. We will see. We will see if uh, if a fatal flaw is in Hertz's game. But I would invite anybody if they're curious about Purdy and what he does well to look at the third and fourteen against the Cowboys earlier this season that he completed. Because if you just screenshot it when he breaks his hands, as they say, before the throw happens, the ball is so. I mean, like the guy is so far away from where he's going to be, and it's something that almost reminds me a little bit of Jokic and maybe Halliburton, these guys with feel where the ability to find the hole in this sort of sea of chaos and throw a guy open. It's just, it's exciting, man. You know, it doesn't doesn't get any better. Light yours podcast brought to you by sleeper fantasy. NBA season is here in season tournament is here and gone, which (laughs) means you can have now a chance to hundred extra cash on daily fantasy basketball. Basketball has never been more exciting than it is now with players like Steph, LeBron, Luca, KD, pick more or less on stats for these stars like points, rebounds, three-pointer steals, double-doubles, and more for up to 100x payout in Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you can win big. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS. Ooh, Sam, bring that back up. And you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. Uh, Promo code LIGHTYEARS. Sam's got Halliburton. Jason Tatum, Buddy Heald. That was the winning ticket for last week. Light Years Podcast brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy. Light Years Podcast brought to you by Under Armour. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate balance grip and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up, showing that the basketball world, that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. The NBA season Rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet. Locked in no matter what you do on the court. Stopping your tracks with dual-density UA flow, cushioning and traction. An emergency break you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps in to the second decade of a sneaker career, pulling a colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future. On off the court, take these kicks with you when you leave the scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. Curry 11 Future Curries are available now at currybrand.com. We are brought to you by AG1. So I've been waking up at 7.40 a.m. every day 
fully energetic since drinking AG1. Uh, I felt uh, more energized. Uh, got my daily dose of vitamins, minerals. Subtract, subtract two hours and, <laughs> and you're with me. Yeah. And I'm with you. Uh, that means I need more AG1. Uh, you get your pre and, pre and probiotics and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. Um, uh, you know, you could be, uh, if you're having trouble staying focused or feeling energized with whatever you're doing, AG1 covers your basis with the high quality ingredients, with all that stuff. You got adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. Um, you know, if you drink it daily, I know if I drink it daily, I'm going to avoid the afternoon slump and I got a little more pep in my step. Uh, AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here's your choice. Here's your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1. Get a free one year supply of vitamins D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash light years. That's drinkag1.com slash light years. Check it out. This week's Light Years Podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Nice. The Eagles just went for it on fourth and nine. Did the not bill. get it. That's my play. The bills play. are paid. The bills are paid. The bills are paid. Analytics. By the way, I saw a team today that I think it was the Jaguars. They, they were down 10, scored a touchdown, and then went for two with about like a minute left. And I was told by a buddy of mine that watches a lot of football that the analytics tell you that it's smarter for you to go for two so that you have a chance to win the game with the field goal. I thought that was a little ridiculous. I know this is not a topic on the rundown, but I'm just, just throwing it out there since you talked about going for it on fourth and nine. I, I remember seeing that and thinking it was curious, but I also haven't invested too much mental energy and whether that's a it bad feels, idea. It feels like not. one of those things where if you do it a hundred times, it plays in your favor, mm. but they're going to probably fire you before the hundred. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, Brandon Staley's yeah. going to be gone, right? So it's, yeah, it's like, maybe. how many, how many times do you need to play that out for it to work in your favor? Yeah. Or you can have a season where four out of five go wrong and you go six and 11 and you're fired. Yeah. I like, I like what the Eagles do. It's funny. Um, I, I'm not a huge believer in them overall, but I like how they go about things. And I, I like that stuff. Why, I don't, why are you, can I ask you this? Let's, let's, why are you yeah. anti, uh, anti is the wrong word. Why don't you believe in the Eagles? Cause I just you think they need them. to get health. I just think they need to get healthy. Honestly, that's where I'm at with them. Uh, I think 
the Niners did what they should have done, which is beat them down in the moment. But yeah, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a little. You know, you you went there last year. I think you're a better team than what we saw a week ago. Well, they've lost guys over the off season, and who do you expect to get healthy? I I just look at them as their linebackers are terrible and you can dink and dunk them to death. I mean, to bring it back to the Purdy conversation, it was interesting to see Purdy almost was that guy in that game against them that his critics think he is, where it was just a little screen pass and then it goes 50 yards. But the reason the Niners did that is because the Eagles are so weak and uh, in that, in that part of the game. And I just think that's, that's devastating. And then I do think there's something to what Bosa said about Jalen Hurts. Um, I do think there's something of a blueprint. At the moment we're having this conversation, he's 12 of 21 for 135 yards. Yeah, he's strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows how this game will finish up, but they just don't They don't seem like they have it. They seem like a Moneyball team that is operating in a very smart way and just maximizing any edge they can find. But I think at a certain point, you're just not good enough to get those edges. and. I mean, that was one of my main points is this tush push is this incredible play that in any close yarded situation can get you a conversion. But what that ends up doing is it almost obfuscates that the overall quality around it has is, is fallen off. Um, and it's crazy to say that about a team that already has 10 games, but that's that's how I see it. Nobody looks at me and thinks I'm Mr. Football. So just, you know, hey, <laughs> no, it's, it's just the guy talking, you know, you've caught but, them uh, at a weird like month long kind of malaise too. like they, they've just yeah. been playing not great teams and barely beating them. And then now they're playing good teams and getting waxed. Um, I, I don't I don't know, because that, that was a that's as a Niners fan. I've seen them lose to these type of quarterbacks multiple times in my career but like yeah. that's that's every that's every team though like every team loses to guys like that i've also seen my team lose to eli and flacco who don't move mm -hmm. at all so just yeah. kind of bullshit quarterbacks who just got hot in in, in playoff rounds so, like, so just kind of well okay i should be clear what bosa said bosa said you can't let hurts scramble in the b gaps basically to do those just more interior right. Right. scrambles and so their strategy was fascinating to watch. I love stuff like that in football where yeah. a team does something overtly strategic and, as Bill Belichick said, makes them play left-handed. I loved in that playoff game of Brady versus Manning where Belichick just switched Rodney Harrison with Ty Law and made Rodney Harrison the cornerback and Ty Law the safety, and it just broke anal retent of Peyton Manning's brain and he just couldn't handle it and he was terrible in that game. I, I love stuff like that. And that was a weird game between the Eagles and Niners because it almost looked like they were trying not to sack Hurts. They yeah. were just trying yeah. to flush him out of the pocket and not give him that gap. And it looked like it was probably frustrating for the defensive lineman, but he was he was really bad when he's flushed. And so I don't know if that's something that you can just fix or you can work on or something they can do some sort of counter to it but like the but flip it side it to it is like, the eagles yeah. now have film on it it's like it reminds me of and, and you, we'll learn if jalen hurts is that dude or this is a thing you know because yeah. how many yeah how many years did greg popovich do the we're gonna overplay steph's three-point shot and force him into driving uh yeah and and how many times do you watch steph just like Oh, they're taking away my my uh you know sidestep three and it like flummoxed him, right? Yeah, and then he just realized, like, wait, they're just giving me a layup. 
just going to take it. You know, and it's it's like that sort of thing where it's like you'll learn something about like cuz cuz with every with every coverage, right? Like you're giving something yeah. up, you're making a you're making a conscious decision to take away the thing that makes you comfortable and they're betting that you're not able to adjust in real time. Well, yeah, and we'll learn if Hertz can make that adjustment. I, I think it is funny though that Purdy gets a lot of that um that, yes. that analysis yes. when you look at you look at Hertz and he's playing with two number one receivers. And yeah. it's just that's pretty good. Yeah, great and tight end. And the too. best end. more yeah. I, oh. I think the most important thing is the best offensive line of a yeah. decade. Yeah, he does like, have a great like, line. Okay. The skill like skill guys are overrated. Like give a quarterback an extra second and they all look good. They all look better yeah. than they are. Like Purdy. Oh, that reminds me. Purdy, Sorry, go, I mean, yeah, go, go you're right, it. and I'm interrupting you, even though it's your show. I need to talk about Jim, the Jim Park uh, spaces moment. I, I need to. I mean that <laughs> that that needs to get discussed in some capacity. I can't stop thinking about it. I How missed many this. Of you in the I missed chat? this. I missed this. Oh my god. Okay. Well, go and check it out, people. Uh, I've never met Jim. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of him or anything, uh, but just. He was screaming at somebody, calling him a Steve Kerr merchant. Why am I bringing this up? Because I've seen Brock Purdy called a checkdown merchant. I've got so many questions related to all of this. One is how merchant became this word we now talk about. It's a, it's a soccer uh, it's a very, term. <laughs> that's what it is? Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, my God. So that's the etymology. I didn't expect you to be able to answer that question of how that old timey word got in there. Yeah. Everybody's a merchant now. That's number one. And number two, uh, do you guys share that perspective? Are you guys angry at the Steve Kerr merchants? You know? Oh, OK. Uh, We're back. We're back. You, you yeah, just yeah, yeah, wheeled yeah. us straight back. Yes. Um, one of the worst, I think, coaching seasons I've ever seen. And uh I, I've I this started at FIBA, which was a pathetic performance by Team USA, and part of it is Team USA's fault. Part of it is Steve Kerr's fault. And uh, you see how kind of I'm, I'm locked in right now because this has oh, been yeah. a pathetic, pathetic uh, kind of campaign here for him. Uh, and honestly, from the Warriors too, like they lost that game. It wasn't Steve Kerr's fault that Draymond stupidly fouled Chet Holmgren, and and guys were turning the ball over. Steph Stone shit out of bounds, and Andrew Wiggins can't kick it. it to the wide open guy on the wing. Instead, he's throwing it. Right, right to the other team on the on the baseline, right. Speaking so, like of, that stuff. Steph merchants. Yeah, they're all yeah. Steph merchants. It's really perfect. Sam, yeah. thank you. They're all Steph merchants. Um, you guys are Steph merchants. I mean, this, I this mean, whole, this, this whole merchant thing, man. I wish this, I had this word before. <laughs> you see this whole Warriors? You see Chase Center? Steph merchant. Joe Lacob's oh, that yeah. worth? Steph merchant. You know what I mean? Like, all <laughs> do it. Do all it without. Stuff. Hey, hey, do sell it out without thirty. Let's exactly. see. Exactly. Let's, let's see how good Nona you really are, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Go to that place. I, I just, I think it's a guy that has has let the game pass him. Um, he's stubborn. He's he's stubborn with his guys, which I think fine, whatever. But he has now kind of. The locker room tuned him out last year. I think the locker room's definitely tuned him out now, especially the younger guys. And um, I, I know the schedule gets easier. I know the Warriors could easily be five games over 500 if they had won some of these horrible losses. Uh, but I just don't think this is a real good team. Just end of day. This is just not a real good team. I'm impressed by their ability to be up by 20 and lose. That, that's a very unique quality um, i, I want to ask you i, I want to ask you this ethan i i was debating yes. this one is it worse to constantly go down 10 to 20 
and claw your way back only mm-hmm. to lose or to go up 20 and find ways to lose. I think emotionally it's obviously worse to go up 20 and lose, but I do think it probably speaks more to your quality. If you're able to do that when both teams step up and they're kind of have equivalent energy and you know, that it just seems like that's a situation where you can just clean some things up. You know, we need to do this, this, and that in order to not throw these games away. That just seems to be an easier problem to solve. Um, but goddamn, is it frustrating and very odd? Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. So I don't want to so speak you think that's of, wor- So you think that's worse lane. then? Because I, like, I'm trying to understand: is it worse to come out flat and worse to come out flat? constantly fly claw your way back and then never get into it or come out like guns blazing we're hot and then slowly someone just you know undresses us well i mean one way sells way fewer concessions at chase and that's the coming out flat (laughs) because then by the time that you're making your comeback you know everybody's just left by then so i think uh Joey, Joey would prefer these. Uh, it's ironic because he looks the angriest when it happens. But it's to your what you're saying. It's the better way uh, between the two disappointing ways. What a what a disappointing team. I, I think. Oh what, God. What, what, it's just it's just it's been the type of I, I've kind of tweeted about this all all week. And my my thing is the Warriors are super disappointing this season. I, I think yeah. maybe they're a decent team and they end up being a five seed six seed. But that's about it. The Giants are <laughs> the Giants. Uh, the Oakland teams are not even here anymore. The A's are gone. The Raiders are gone. It really is just Brock Purdy. The ba- barrier sports no. is Brock Purdy, who's Trent who's, Williams, who's going to win that's, the MVP. Like he might win the MVP, yeah. which is hilarious. Oh. <laughs> Every and that's about terrible it. Warriors loss. I just load up another Brock Purdy clip and just <laughs> redirect, redirect the analysis. But it's different though. I was I, in media covering the Warriors. I'm just a Niner fan. I just enjoy this yeah. team. Um, yeah. Although, you know, some people out in Cleveland might think I was one and the same when it came to the Warriors, but it, it's different. So, Better than you know. the Chargers, huh? Oh, well. Well, the Chargers went away. <laughs> yeah. Here's, a, here's the thing. Maybe the Chargers need to call themselves the San Diego Chargers without moving back. I, I feel like nobody cares. I, I just want the familiar letters, and I can get behind the Chargers sub if I well, just see the, the letters. Baby blues? Do they still do the baby blues? They do. They do the baby blues. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Well, Herbert's now off for the season, so they're cooked anyway. But oh yeah, Mm. I think we call it a night. I think I appreciate you, Ethan. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Much love. Great evening, you guys.